0: What's up, sports fans? It is Monday, June 19th. June 19th, national holiday. So we're running a little thin right now, boys.
1: Running real thin. Just a little bit.
0: But I'm your guy, Kyle, your typical baseball guy. With us also, we have the Swiss Army Knife himself, Mr. James West of Wild West Bets. (laughs) And then Mr. Braden Evans as well, beating the ship. So we're rounding it out. We're versatile enough tonight. We're doing good. All right, and then a little shout out from our boy Connor Rogers. I'm
2: Connor Rogers with NBC Sports, and you're watching Athletically Decline Sports.
0: Uh-
1: My the, oh, man. I thought you were gonna hit
0: it, and I just said, the my moderator duties are eating me alive tonight, but it's all good. So, this week in the world of sports, starting off after a fresh NBA Finals win, we are already looking at free agency. We got some news uh, as far as the trade market going. Uh, I'll let James kind of take it and run with it from there. But what we got, James?
1: Yeah, no, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, uh, like he said, hey, Nuggets winning their first title, you know, in 47 years, being the second ABA merger team to win since the Spurs. Now it's time, you know, for all all the tea to spill. We got trade deadlines, we got free agency coming up, and we got the NBA draft this upcoming Thursday. But the biggest blockbuster trade, of course, on Father's Day, I don't know where Bradley Beal was. He got the text like, hey, man, you're going to Phoenix. You're going to play a B- Kevin a Kevin Durant in D-Book. But, yes, so Bradleyville, former Washington Wizard, got traded to Phoenix this yesterday. Chris Paul now is a Wizard, but that won't last for long. There's been too many reports saying that Wizards do want to ship out Chris Paul. Hopefully there is a trade partner involved. Of course, I've been hearing things from the Warriors to the Lakers to the Clippers. And just recently – the Grizzlies opened up and said they are not interested in Chris Paul, so it's very interesting where Chris will go. Now, of course, Classy, I know I told you this, and I'm I'm just gonna start it off right here. Now I, I know Chris Paul is gonna be a Hall of Fame. I get, it. but you know, like when when we you know like with rappers you know, we had like Lil Wayne, Young, G- <laughs> we only call him like Wayne and Jeezy. We just gotta stop calling Chris Paul the point guard. He's just the point guard, and yo, I'm just. That's where I'm at with Chris Paul. Now, of course, like I said, Hall of Famer guy. I'm not worried about his career and this and that. But right now, he's at the age he's at, of course, he can provide for any team. But I personally like him as a second string backup to facilitate.
0: I think how much of a factor does age play in that now, do you think? Because, I mean, old man River, but still smart up here. He knows how it's supposed to be done. What kind of value do you think that warrants?
1: Oh yeah. No, I think it holds a lot of it. Now, of course, when you said age, I would have said yes. But then you see LeBron the same age doing phenomenal, dropping 40 triple dubs, getting swept though. But with Chris Paul, it just seems like I do agree with you. The the IQ of what, what he has that, you know, he can facilitate an offense and a defense. You know, he just needs to quit playing 32, 33 minutes for six, eight months down the line. Just it's time to start running in at that 20, 25 minute clip and maybe stay healthy for the playoffs cuz you know of course the nuggets the nuggets did face the suns in the playoffs. and they the suns did get a victory but then as soon as chris paul got hurt kind of just went down
0: that's sadly that's the legacy for me as a rockets fan for chris paul is we had golden state in what 2016 2015 maybe
1: 2018 also i think
0: yeah <laughs> uh maybe but it was rolling up i think to like game six, and Chris Paul goes down, like high ankle sprain, something like that that you really can't play through. And I feel like we had him on the ropes, and as soon as he was gone, it was over. It was just – I
1: I, I totally agree, yeah. Now, of course, you know, with everyone seeing the trade yesterday, everyone's thinking, Suns are going to win the title. Pump the brakes. There's only five guys under contract on that team. (laughs) So they're going to have to find a way to find some – Veteran minimum players after Bill's contract, books and KD's, I don't even know where they're gonna find guys.
0: Spencer, uh, our boy Spencer, Mister Fantasy himself, says he's running back to LA in some form, whether that be the Clippers or the Lakers. I kind of,
1: I, I totally agree. Now, of course, if it's me, I wouldn't go back to the Clippers. Now, funny joke aside, you know they put Chris Paul and Kawhi and Paul George in a photo, and they were like, "What's stopping this duo?" And clearly someone quoted my head, my back, my knees, my toes. I said, damn, man. That's how you know you don't need to go to the Clippers, man. Just come come to L.A., man. Carmelo tried to play with LeBron. D. Wade's played with LeBron. You are the last member of the boat, the banana boat. The banana boat party, yeah. Yeah, you're the last guy, Chris Ball. Just run his backup point. We'll figure it out.
0: Maybe. He'll get his pick, ultimately, I think. But – I guess if we look at the rumor mill, the other rumor mill I saw was the Rockets potentially moving number 4 for Zion. Oh, that crazy. was on trade rumors and I'm sitting here going like, ah, if with health as the focal point, I sit here and say absolutely not.
1: I totally agree. No, it's okay. absolutely not. Yeah. I I know I've seen I've heard, you know, the Pelicans, are, I've heard reports that the Pelicans and Zion don't have a real good relationship, but then they don't want to move Zion. I, I get it. You know, if everyone wants to talk about upside, cool. But I, there's no way. There's no way I would trade, you know, the number four pick for Zion, who, yeah, don't get me wrong, I'll probably bring in some tickets, bring in some season tickets. But if he's only going to play 20 games, hell, the Rockets had a full roster and couldn't even win, I think, what, 25 games? like Right. No, it, it's it's looking rough for Zion. I don't even know how he gets through New Orleans. I, me, honestly, I do think he'll get traded. I just don't know if it's going to be this Thursday at the draft.
0: <laughs> right, that's true. I guess fair point. We see the market start heating up and moves start being made prior to drafts, so people can capitalize on that draft capital. The other one you had mentioned was Chicago, maybe in the works, like a uh, a Zach Levine deal. Possibly.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, definitely Zach Levine. I just read. The Chicago Bulls are looking for either multiple first-round picks and like a young star, or just one first-round pick and a mega star. So of course, you know, with the Bulls situation, you know, I I remember when they got Vucevic, DeMar, and and you know Zach Levine, and I was like, this team's gonna compete. Yeah, man, this this I I hate being wrong like that because I was hoping, you know, I was hoping, but. It has gone down the drain for the Bulls. Like, yeah.
0: yeah, Spencer pouring salt on the wound, saying Harden and Zion gonna show up in Houston and get fatter together. And they, and they, both of them hitting those uh, lady lady bar buffets three in the morning. <laughs> those Just unlimited- stacking on the pounds. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they see they see they drive by. They see um uh, I forget if that that if the strip club's still open, but the Blue Sapphire. They like they see a steak lunch special. Ooh, yep. <laughs> let me pull over on 45, get that
0: done. Oh, Lord, no. Please, no. Bye. But anyway, uh, the draft is coming up. I assume <laughs> you guys will be paying close attention to it to so keep falling athletically declined. We'll be throwing out updates and following along with it. Is Are we doing live what? stream or anything
1: for that? I have not heard any details about maybe a live stream for the NBA draft now, of course. If we want to start the live after pick number one, because we already know Victor Wimbyano is going to the Spurs. Right. I think I'm okay with that because I would love to see what happens. But, hey, until until I find out any details, maybe from Tyler himself or maybe from Spence, if he wants to do it, I will be down to do like a top 10. So I think I, think I will guarantee that the NBA is a lot quicker in the draft than the NFL.
0: <laughs> right. Don't get me started. But – Segueing
2: a little bit to the draft. What about the uh, the trade rumor that? Uh,
1: oh, go right ahead, right. The uh, Damian Lillard to the Heat. Oh yeah, so yeah, definitely. Damian hey, about, uh, we've been going to the heat. Everyone's been wanting Damian Lillard to get trade. It just seems like the only person who doesn't want to get trade is Damian, even though he has come out with a you know a per- preference list, kind of like how Bill did as well. And Miami has come out and said they prefer Damian over Bill. Now, either or both, I feel like would work, but Damian would work best. Um, I think i talked about this with Spencer. I would love Damian to be the one and take over some of that ball control, like being able to create your own shot. Because it seemed like with Miami, Gabe Vincent, the only time he would shoot would be wide open in the threes. We've seen Jimmy, you know, Jimmy had a great postseason run, but it seems like. Once everyone knew the game plan of we won't we won't we don't want Jimmy to score on us. That's where you know if Damian Lillard's out there, he can of course can stretch out the three point ball, and it could probably help Bam and Butler. But of course, I don't know who's all going to get traded if that deal gets done. I know Miami's opened up and said they want to keep Tyler Hero. We'll see what happens, but I would love Dame. I would love Dame in Miami, just because just like Stephen A. Smith says. It's hard to win in Portland. Like right now, no one wants to come to Portland. It's tough, but I give Dame credit though for staying loyal to one team. I will give him that.
0: <laughs> the Dame McCollum days that used to torture the Rockets are long over. Oh, I'll acknowledge that part.
1: Yeah, but, the moment—the moment I think about what Dame is, the I think it was his rookie year in the playoffs against the Rockets. And he hit that game where over the championship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no rough. <draw. laughs>
0: ow (laughs) um yeah okay that's basketball uh we're gonna segue into a little bit of baseball coverage and baseball Mm. tie us all in Braden's another baseball mind james you're in the bay area yeah for a little while longer
1: yeah hey, just about 24 more days i will be attending i think one more a's game Of course, they probably won't be 27,000 like they were the other day with a reverse boycott game.
0: Right. That's where I'm headed is reverse boycott. (laughs) Oakland A's packed the stadium for the first time since like a playoff game, and the fans start chanting, sell the team in the middle of it. Mm
2: -hmm. And this is
0: already after – yeah, it would have been after the mayor of Las Vegas signed the deal. The the stadium's already under works. They're going to start clearing space. That monster is going to get built. Oh, the A's yeah. are going to Vegas.
1: Yeah. Hey, so mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, me and Spencer have talked about it. We we would love to go out to Vegas for like a sports oh, yeah. betting trip with when it's like the A's and the, and the Astros. So I'm happy about this. Like you said, it was a reverse boycott game. All these fans like petitioned all this money to get people to wear these shirts and they all chanted. And of course, and of course, I think the A's did win that game as well to keep that. That one hot streak alive. But then, of course, as always, you know, as much as they were 27,000 people in there, man, they're throwing beer cans on the field after the game. And then as soon as that happened, I was like, see, this is why y'all not going to have a team in Oakland. And Vegas said, checkmate, bro, we passed the bill. Now we're just waiting for the owners to do the relocation approval. Now, I was told that's going to happen during um, all-star break this year.
0: Quite possibly. Um, not sure completely on all that as far as the inner workings behind it. What I'm curious about, too, is logic states. So The problem with the A's has always been money, right? Yeah. Team not willing to spend. They find creative ways to compete, how they build out that roster. The whole money ball facade, right? Right, yeah. So if they go to Vegas, just in theory, the fact that pro baseball – is in Vegas, warrants more revenue. So the excuse to not spend will dissipate fairly quickly. may take a year or two, but it's going to be gone eventually. So, by selling the team, do we already, do you expedite their competition window? I guess, if you've got a guy that comes in and says, hey, I got 100 mil on this payroll right now, we're not playing 30 mil a year ball anymore. (laughs) In Vegas, people are going to go watch it regardless. Suddenly, like, the fact that it's Vegas, this is suddenly a desired destination. It's going to take some time. And it, for the, this offseason, it won't make a difference. But I'm sitting here going, what if you're going into the offseason where a big name like Shohei Otani is going to be a free agent? What? How would the world be in shambles if Shohei Otani ended up being a, a Vegas A or a rebrand or something of that nature?
1: Yeah. No, that would be... That'd be, that'd be mega huge. Now, like you said, you know, of course, once the approval from the um, owners get done, hopefully in the all-star break, I've read reports saying that um, they won't be playing in Vegas because, of course, they have to build the stadium until 2028. Right. So, of course, during the, they're going to be playing in Oakland till 2024 at least. So, that's four years in between. They've thrown out some possibilities of either the, the AAA team affiliate there. I've seen Reno and I've heard Sacramento. As possible option, or okay. somewhere else in the Bay Area. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if the A said, "Hey, San Francisco Giants, I man, can we go to Barrio stadium? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> we'll take all. Every time you're on the
1: road, we won't be. Yeah. We won't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine 162 straight Bay Area home games. Like <laughs> that would be
0: wild. I had read previously too in the uh, I guess previous plans that playing at the reno aces stadium was was in the cards which you dipl- displaced them as well too mm-hmm. but i mean money takes the precedence yeah. so yeah super interesting situation uh it's very for us kind of having fandoms in the AL west it's very prevalent there and i'll be the first to say astros kind of had a cakewalk as good as those teams were for the previous years Angels weren't competing, Rangers weren't competing. The Mariners just kind of showed up the past couple of years. And now suddenly the Rangers are all about it this year. And the gap is going to get smaller and smaller. And the Strohs aren't getting much better. I hate to say it.
1: Oh so man. hey, hey, you, you let me know how that goes. Cause like like you said, like the AL, like you said, ALS has kind of been much of a cakewalk for the Astros. Doubt, no no doubt, like. That might have been a kick, but they still beat the best teams to get to the World Series. Sure. Um, I so so I remember. I think it was a little bit before uh, Jordan went down. I was worried about like Jeremy Pena's uh, slump after his miraculous postseason, and then of course Jose Abreu. i seen. I think what was I think he, yeah his first home run was in Oakland. I think for this right. So, where answer me this where where are we with the Astros right now? Because I know like we in our group tech – We've had some concerns, but I don't really know it from in-depth in depth of Houston.
0: <laughs> Braden, you want to hop in and chime in first on this one?
2: Uh, well, I saw a statistic that uh, the Astros have the second worst offense in the league without your Alvarez. And that, in my opinion, is due to the young, the young talent on the team. There's not a lot of experience besides Abreu, Kyle Tucker... And Altuve, oh, and Bregman. Those four guys. So the other five guys in the lineup are are young. They don't have a lot of experience in the league, and it's it's starting to show.
0: I don't disagree at all. And on that point, uh, throws are down to the Mets five to nothing in the third. But uh, to further Braden's point too, you have the two things we have to go off of are one numbers from this year. And two, historically, how has the team performed? So the numbers for this year are not good. Um, offensively, it's feast one game and famine the next two or three. So you're not winning series, you're losing ball games you should be winning, and then depth pitching-wise is not there. Um, mm-hmm. It's just as good as J.P. France was or has been. Uh, Last outing, I think, might have been Saturday, I think. Gave up one run, and we lose two to one. Can't win games if you don't score. True. So uh, Brandon Belak was options after the game yesterday. um, With Sean Dubin called up. So they recognize they're extremely thin. And so the concern to me is that anytime I've seen Dana Brown being interviewed on the topic, he's talking about bats. I want bats. Well, you're right. Offensively, you need to put up runs. There is no
2: pitching depth there either, and I just you need everything. The, is the issue the the issue is when the pitching staff is on, the offense isn't going, and then vice right. versa. When the offense scores five or six runs, the pitching staff's giving up 10, 12 runs. I mean, we saw that the other day. Uh, what was it yesterday against the Reds? Yeah, right. The Ashes were winning going in, going in late, and then they end up losing. So I mean. Dashers they need to either get get a a good. I I want Shane Bieber. I think they should go for Shane Bieber, and they need to get a big bullpen piece. And then from then from there, they need they need an outfielder or a first baseman. To be honest, because I like a Brayu in the DH, and on days that you want Yorda in the DH when he's back, you just stick a Brayu back over at first. Right. the the outfield is just so young that it, it's tough to to keep letting guys get at bats over and over again. Right when they don't So the them. the
0: sleeper thing that they haven't given us a timetable, but we see progress is Michael Brantley. So Michael Brantley, they said he's hitting at full power. Um, he's been taking reps pretty much only at first base, left-handed bats thrown to throw the lineup, veteran presence. What's up?
1: Yeah. Yo, let's enter in our fourth member. Yo, <laughs>
2: what's
1: going on, people? Yo. <laughs> Sorry. For nice of you to show up. Ever to
0: get
3: into this. I apologize. I'm
0: you could. Go. We haven't gotten to the golf yet. We're talking about monstrosity, uh, disaster that is the Strohs right now. So
3: okay.
0: to recap, uh, right, there could be reinforcements on the way um, with what's here. But I, I'm doubling down on what everybody else is saying. It's not enough. So uh, to double back, we have the numbers for this year, which aren't good. And we have history. History indicates this team is very scrappy. And most of those big pieces are still there. But history also indicates that they've gone and made the deadline deals that get you over the top. So uh, Braden throughout Shane Bieber. I think, yeah, that would that would plug quite a few holes. I think he's expensive because there's another year of club control left. Um, The fun thing that would warm my heart as an Astros fan is if they could go get Zach Greenkey and Aroldis Chapman out of Kansas City. Greenkey's probably going to retire after the season's over, so he's a rental. Um, Chapman is – I think it was a one-year deal. Um, Still got some gas on his pitches, lefty, reliever. ERA is mediocre this year, which – join the club. Everybody out of our bullpen outside of Philmontone has been mediocre. So, um, it's depth at least. And I think we could probably afford it. So this is why the GMs make the big bucks, go pick up the phone, make the deal. And let's, let's see where we end up after the all-star break. So now is it,
1: now is it possible? Like you said, you
2: let's
1: say play. I a Chapman that. Oh. You go ahead. ahead. Oh yeah. So I rolled as Chapman, uh, I just
3: Braden, you're slower than than James. I think James, go ahead and go.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I know. Uh, so, so like, how like how possible would it be? Let's say, let's say the GM pulls this off, gets B, gets you know Cranky and Chapman. You know, would you be happy if you got all three and then no like protection? Oh, not protection. No depth in the lineup. Like Braden suggested, like with first baseman or outfielder to beef up the lineup. <sighs> I think. um a lot
0: of your offensive woes go away or at least shrink as soon as Jordan comes back. Correct. So that problem could kind of solve itself. I think the need for a bat is still kind of there. Um, Brantley as well. Like I, I think he still has the ability to contribute if he can come back healthy. Um, Keyword in all of this is being if
3: so. We'll see. Time will tell. Okay, question. I think Braden, me and Braden had talked over the weekend, um, and I think he had made a comment about Jordan, like, coming back, being healthy. Like, whenever Jordan's off the roster, we have one of the worst offenses on the planet. But when Jordan is on the roster, we have, like, the second best offense. Right.
0: Braden had touched on that a little bit and acknowledged when Jordan's out of it. We're, like, number 28, 29. We're down there. But when he's on, you guys are right. Like uh, he's definitely a catalyst. Um, I was late, so I didn't hear it my fault. <laughs> no, you're good. We didn't we didn't talk about what what it was like when he's there. So um, yeah, valid valid point for all of that. Brayden, any take? I do want to make
2: a comment on, on Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, I want to make a comment on Jordan Alvarez. The Yankees are player killers. There's, and I have two examples for this. One is Juran Alvarez because he sucks with the Yankees. He was god awful. The other one is Aaron Hicks. Did Kyle? Did you see what he's been slashing in in Baltimore since he, he got picked up by the by the Orioles? No, I knew he'd made it to Baltimore, but I don't. Have he's any been like, what's up? Yeah, he's he's been he's been like three seventy five with a with a nine fifty OPS since being in Baltimore. Ooh. Okay. And so that's showing me. And, and you're seeing it with, with the Royals, Chad Moon, to the, to the Royals. Say, he's throwing as hard as he's ever been. He's in the zone. He's not getting hit a lot. And so it, it just brings the question, how? What? What is the Yankees doing to, to these players that are, that are killing spotlight. careers? Big spotlight. <laughs> that's like
1: every effing guy that's on LeBron's team shooting one for 40 from the three point. And then Jordan Clarkson and all them boys are hot after. Once they don't play. That, that's really what, I, that's what I'm hearing, man. It's like, they wear that Yankees jersey. Man, hey, the nuts get a little tight. You know, everyone's scared to get traded. You know? It's like
0: being Samson. You lose all your power if you cut your hair. All them guys lose their power when you make them shave, too. Grow up, Yankees fans. It's 2023. You don't have to shave like that no more. Wait, is that a rule? Oh, yeah. yeah that that's was Siren Brenner's rule. Yep.
1: It yeah. is.
0: That's when Johnny
1: Damon was a Red Sox. And when he went to the Yankees, I was just like, no.
0: Yeah, it's weird People to see some guys. You can do a yeah. message. Exactly. That's so dumb. So, yeah, it's weird, too. When you see guys that, like, they don't have the no-trade clause and they go there at the deadline, and they, and they shave, just woof. Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh, right right now, Braden could be on the Yankees right now. Us three no, we're
3: screaming. <laughs> <put them> <laughs>
1: You're one second,
3: uh Nick, but you just gotta trim the the go. No, this ain't ever going away. This can't go away. This can't go away. I've gotta have this. If I don't yeah. have this I've already shaved this, this, I don't wanna shave. This. <laughs> let the mullet grow, dog. Gotta let the mullet go. Yeah,
0: I'd be finding muscles to hurt if I ended up in New York. Put me on the IL. I'll see you guys in spring training elsewhere. But (laughs) (laughs) I ain't doing that. So other than that, baseball, uh, All-Star Game is a couple of weeks away for us. First rendition of the All-Star Ballad is out. And it's honestly, guys, it's not that bad. I have a few quarrels with it. Um, Biggest quarrel.
1: Would you agree, Kyle and Braden? The MLB voting system is way better than the NBA voting system. Like, because there are sometimes I think NBA players shouldn't even got shouldn't even get voted in as an All Star. But of course, it's that big name brand, so then they're all, an All Star. And I'm like, they're way better players in the season. Is that like that for baseball? So
0: the saving grace for baseball is that the fans can only elect the starters. The coaches and I think the players elect pretty much everybody else. So there is some validity behind the results regardless. Who's a starter and who's not is usually kind of wishy-washy. But it it levels out because the coaches and players ultimately have a say in some of it. But don't get me wrong. My take, I think the MLB All-Star game is about as useless, pointless, and it's about as hard to watch as the Pro Bowl is. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not. I don't. I can't. Like, I'll have it on in the background, but it serves no purpose ultimately. There's no home field advantage or anything on the line. If it, if something is, if I want to watch something because it's fun, I'll watch the Home Run Derby or even the right. Celebrity Softball yeah.
1: Game afterwards. Celebrity Softball, yes.
0: Right, but none of this, I. Reality is, I see it like a World Baseball Classic. Nothing good can come from this except my players getting hurt.
3: So, bro, that's a hot take. I mean, like, yeah. I don't yeah. mind. Hey, I'm say, game. hey, I hate the NFL Pro Bowl that they the play Pro Bowl so bad. I don't want to watch a grown man play flag football, dog. That's yeah. not yeah. what I'm coming to watch.
1: Hey, now I wouldn't mind you know seeing the MLB do dodgeball, but just pitchers only. But I would I would hate to
2: hear someone. There, Tommy John throwing a dodgeball at the team. I, I much see. rather than throw an inning. I much rather than throw an inning than play dodgeball. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs>
0: right. So, my biggest snub thus far, which we're only through round one of voting, um, is the National League outfield. The top three vote getters are Acuna, Mookie Betts, and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. So, Acuna's had a killer season, definitely deserves to be there. Betts has done bets things, which is good. I think it's all star worthy. Gurriel has come on strong, but the name that's missing that I think needs to be in there is Corbin Carroll. Corbin mm-hmm. Carroll has kept the Diamondbacks on the map. He's probably going to force his hand into winning the NL Rookie of the Year. The guy is a dog. He's just, he's five tools. Dirty jersey every game. He's fun to watch. It's, I think he needs to be a starter for the NL All Stars. Um, the fans can correct that with voting. Go make it happen. I'll be voting that way. But if there's a snuff thus far, I think that's it. Hmm. So, again, if you haven't voted, MLB.com, you got a couple more weeks to get it in. Um, and then, and then, not watch on uh, not, watch, <laughs> not yeah, on the All Star game.
1: But, <laughs> Kyle's pushing for this Diamondback player. Put, put him in. Crap! I missed the game. I y'all. will not be no. watching the game. <laughs> hey,
0: if, no, Corbin Carole, if Corbin Carroll, if Corbin gets elected as as a starter, I'll, I'll put that as a metric. I'll I'll tu- I'll tune in.
3: <laughs> tune in. If, if Corbin Carroll makes it, will you do a watch along, Kyle? Oh, man,
0: there'd be so much dead air for content on that. We'd be telling, like, dad jokes halfway through that thing.
1: Now, uh, how do you feel? How do you feel? I think I read some that Mookie bets if he makes the All-Star team, he said he would commit to the home run derby. Now, I've never thought of Mookie as a home run getter. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe I don't know much about Mookie. Is he from the Seattle area? Is that why he wants to be in it? or No. He's in Seattle this year, correct? Uh, good question. Actually, um,
0: I'll verify that in a minute. But no, he's from the Nashville. He okay, he's from the Nashville area, Tennessee. Oh, okay. So
1: okay. I was wondering why, like, he would make that commitment. Uh.
0: Right, and so he's saying that too. He's got 17 homers on the year already for
1: mm-hmm.
0: him. Even he typically puts up decent home run numbers, mm-hmm. but that's strong out of the gate for him. Okay. Even for the league, I think Otani was leading he's the at league. Agree. Right, exactly. So that's not far off pace.
3: How many games into this end of the season are we?
1: Uh, I think right now, what are we at? Seventy nine, right now? Eighty, right now? And we're going to get to. We're so pulling
0: it off. Of that stats, Dodgers have played sixty nine games. Oh god. So, um, yeah, that's a little more than a third of the way through the season, too. So. Keeps that metric up. We're north of 45 in the 50 realm for 162 games. It's good stuff. For a center fielder that's a five-tool player, that's pretty good. So the other thing about that, too, is they would had a problem with getting guys to commit to do the Home Run Derby in previous years just because the theology behind it says it messes with your swing, mm-hmm. your timing, and everything you go up there and the mentality is just to hit it as hard as you can hit it in a certain spot obviously you don't use the whole field uh just it, it's not good for hitter mechanics um and i've never been in that situation i don't know Braden has more than i have but it may be hard to differentiate that after the fact so I uh, i don't know i we'll see who else commits to it as well
1: hey i know peter alonzo hey, he he don't give a damn he'll show no. He's like, I need not even come out like Stone Cold Steve Austin for these things now because he's like the only guy who wants to
0: Rip the jersey, yeah, buttons, wear the heavyweight belt to go with it. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. <laughs> but just I'm throwing my own metric under the bus or my own self under the bus because I didn't predict any of this. But the top five in the power rankings currently are the Tampa Bay Rays. Been there okay. pretty much since week one. The Atlanta Braves. Okay, they were kind of my pick to win the whole thing. The Texas Rangers. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Four, the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. And five, the Arizona
3: Diamondbacks. Damn, It's weird seeing the Diamondbacks there because they have not been anywhere near the top five, even top ten for, like, years. That's that's kind of my and where I'm going with it is.
1: Even with the Orioles, like, man, those two teams that you said for, but now I know the Orioles a little better past year than Diamondbacks, but, man, like, like Nick said, through history, it's like, man, I remember the Orioles like tanking, it seemed like for the longest. So I'm
3: seeing Arizona there. I really don't. I mean, like, I don't have like a hate for the Diamondbacks. I no. like their gear, I like their kits. I don't watch much <laughs> of their games, but like, they they go out there and look dope. Nick, did there. you just call the jersey the kits? What are you doing,
2: Braden?
0: The, it's a jersey. This uh-huh. an MLS.
2: What's up, Brayton So, my opinion on how on how the rankings are right now is, it's not about how you start; it's about how you finish. Because if we're going to be honest, the Astros, the Yankees, the Dodgers—I mean, the Braves, of course—they're the, 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 going to make the playoffs. Like It's a matter of time before the Texas Rangers Decide to, you know what We've had enough of this winning stuff Let's let's dial it back The Baltimore Orioles I hope hope that they stay up I hope the Baltimore Orioles stay In the top But with the Diamondbacks I just don't think they end up winning the NL West I, I just think the Dodgers will Come out of nowhere Like they do every year The Astros do the same thing I'm not worried about them in third place right now you know, I mean, the Angels and the Rangers, they, they're they having their fun, uh, but it's going to end soon. But th- th- these teams, like even with the Pirates, they were in first place for what, May and half of June so far, and now they're down to third. And yeah, it changes right. so quick.
0: Right. It's fun to see, too,
2: to further with the point,
0: like I, I like the Diamondbacks and the Orioles both just because. They're not supposed to be there to Ferdinand Braden's point. This will level out eventually. But the fact that these teams are playing well, they're young, they have all these guys that they have been bad for so long. They're just dripping talent in the farm. And those guys are starting to come up and contribute. But it goes back to like pitchers. When pitchers make their debut, their first two outings are typically lights out. They're awesome. And then the more tape we have on them, the more we can compare them and figure out their tendencies. They'll start to come back down to earth. So that's on the cusp, too. They're going to come back down to earth, both these teams, but it's fun to see it the way it is currently.
1: Yo, yo, wh- wh- where are my Miami Marlins at in this Power ranking, man? These boys have been killing it. I've been seeing God, oh. God, like 12 out of 15. Of course, okay. now, you know, our best hitter is not. No comment. He's, he cooled off after he hit that 401. He said, I'm going to go like over 15. Hey.
0: Luis Arez is number one in the second base voting for the NL for the All Star Games, as he should be. Yeah. The dude is just an all around good hitter. Uh your Miami Marlins are top ten. They're number nine. nine. So okay. well, you need good. Sandy Alcantara to put it together. Yuri Perez.
1: Oh, oh, Sandy.
0: Yeah. There there's some dogs there, man. It just hadn't quite panned out all at once. So
1: mm-hmm. now um out of you think because I, I know Braden, because because he, he's right. Because you know, once the Dodgers pan out, do you think for that uh, NL spot, you think it's going to be a dogfight between the Diamondbacks and the Marlins?
0: Oh, for the NL, for the NL
1: wild card. Because I'm assuming, like, okay. Braden, like the Dodgers are <laughs> going, you know, win a couple games, and then boom, they'll be first. I'm not worried about the Padres for some odd reason, because it seems like pitching. I don't know. Is pitching the issue in San Diego? Because I know the lineup looks pretty, deep, but supposedly they're not batting a good average up in here.
0: Right. So yes, ultimately. Padres have dumped a bunch of money into like Blake Snell. Blake Snell's got an ERA north of like four and a half, five, just very mediocre. That's kind of the metric for it. You Darvish is still holding on. Buck Grove has been slapped around this year. He's got an ERA north of, like, five. Um, I think pitching is just – the league is adjusting to these rules. Yeah, the pitch clock, bigger bases, everything, which ultimately, let's be honest, this is what the league wanted to happen. They wanted more runs, which the pitchers wear that. They're they're going to give up more runs as a result. This is where we sit. Um as far as the wildcard games go, man, it's hard to tell this early, but I think you can make the argument that NL East is the best division in baseball. So your Marlins are in there, as are the Mets, as are the Phillies. Uh, the only team that is definitely not in it is the Mets. Yeah, not even close, man. So uh, it could be. Uh, I... We'll come down to the wire and anything can happen. So all right. So baseball talk, I feel like the biggest happening over the weekend from from Thursday through Sunday falls in the realm of Mr. Nick. You wanna take it over?
3: What happened this weekend, Nick? US Open. We had a we had a freaking event. Um, so this was the first time that the U S open was hosted at LA country club. For those of you all that don't know about LA country club, it's like on sunset Boulevard. Like it's like the playboy mansion is on the golf course. Um, like super, super exclusive country club. Um, to the point of where your entry fee is 250 grand. Um, you have to wear tailored pants. Phones are not allowed in the golf course. If you need to make a call, it has to be inside of your locker room with the payphone like there's like i think rory came out and said that this like the research he did on the golf course minus his practice rounds was watching youtube videos on the golf course because like you cannot get on that golf course it's so exclusive a lot of people really voiced their opinions about this this golf club and they did not like it i mean there was nothing really like super special about it their par 4 their par 3s were stupid long or stupid short there was no in between they had multiple they had two par 3s were playing at 270 and 290 some guys hitting three wood, some guys hitting driving iron. Then your monsters, like Rory, are hitting four iron, which is absurd. Um, but then one of the other par threes was
1: 81 yards. So that's my three kind three of par three, man. What do you say? <laughs> that's my kind of par three, man. I can't do the 290. I'll take that 81 to 140. But dog, dude, the, the green was about the size of my finger. Like
3: it was just super long and wide. <laughs> And then it was just – there was no depth to it whatsoever. These guys were throwing it mile high up just straight up in the sky to get it to stick. But a lot of these guys just really didn't like the golf course. Um, It was really gimmicky. They didn't like the fescue around the greens. It made it really tough. But, I mean, I think Matt Fitzpatrick came out, which I'm not a huge fan of that guy. But, I mean, he's honest. Like, this golf course wasn't, like – I mean, in my opinion, is it a good golf course? Absolutely. But do I think it's U.S. Open
2: worthy? Eh.
3: I don't know. Like, I would rather – I'd rather see other golf courses out there. Um, but we had a new winner of a major. Wyndham Clark came out and won it. Um, it's hard to say that because
1: I wanted my boy Ricky to win. Uh, uh, we needed Ricky to win for the guys. If you know the – if you know the backstory, we needed Ricky to
3: win. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I really wanted Ricky to win. He did – but he's such a class act. I mean, literally – I mean, whenever Wyndham won, he walked up to him, gave him a congratulations, hugged him, whatever. He walked off, and then 15 seconds later, he walked up and he hugged him again. Um, and Ricky, after the press conference, was asked what he said. He's like, "Your mom's watching, and she's really proud of you." And I was like, "Dude, I I love Ricky. He's such a good dude." I mean, even when shooting four over, watching the guy you're playing with win it, like, still there to be a good good guy. We still got top five, so I mean, guys, but playing, he's just got to get that Sunday rounded. Wyndham Clark. His best finish before this US Open when he won was tied for 75th. He he missed the cut on a lot of different majors. I want to say he hasn't played in the Masters at all since turning pro. So 2019 to 2023 hadn't played on it. I'm I'm visually thinking of a, like mentally thinking of a graph right now. I want to say he was cut from the PGA in 2019. I think that tied 75th was in 2020. Um, and or they skipped 2020 because of COVID. Um, in 21, he got that tie 75th and he was cut. And then I think he played all right this year. Um, but like the PGA, I mean, there was just nothing. Wyndham Clark had not been on the planet. And then a few weeks ago, he won. And then now he's here winning the US Open. I mean, that was just a big win for him. I mean, that really catapulted him into where he needs to be. I want to say he's in the top 30 in the official World Golf way- rankings now. Um, what also pisses me off is Scottie's just kind of like cemented himself as number one in the world with this with his top five because dog
1: doesn't leave the dog top five he does not dude he does not man i swear every time he plays like if he ain't winning he's five four yeah he's and getting I'm he's like, getting fifth there's no in
3: between it's just it's win or fifth
1: like, but like
3: i mean i want to say his his official like his points are like 150 or like almost 200 over John Rahm, and then Rory's like I want to say fifty or sixty behind him. So it's a big gap. I think Scheffler's really just kind of cemented his world one um, with just his performance. But I'm excited to see what the Open has. Um, it's going to be. I believe it's at Royal Liverpool. Yeah. Um, my pick is still Victor Hovland. Um I'd love to see him win. He he just won. Um, what did he win? What tournament was that? It's going to piss me off. Anyways, he
1: well, just won the
3: Memorial, right? was <laughs> a in, um, in Dallas. Yeah. Big okay. win for him. He needed that. And I think, I want to say he got top 10 in the U.S. Open this week. Um, I think he ended up sneaking into the top 10. Um, but I think he's still my pick going into the Open. Um, I'm really Victor Hoblin finished. My, especially another thing that happened with that merger going, that we talked a little bit about last week, with all the mess that's going to be going on there. We're gonna see the Travelers next week with all these live guys coming back. Um, I think Brooks Brooks made a comment in the press conference that he's like, "All right, I'm out of here. See you at the Travelers next week." And then he walked <laughs> off like laughing, which I thought was great. Um, but what do y'all think? Y'all think this whole live kind of just to back back off of that? What do y'all think of this live stuff going on? Do you think they're just gonna be playing normal tournaments and then Live's gonna have their own? Or did y'all see that new guy that's actually going to be over like the PIF like merger thing? He was like some guy. At least It was like big in oil and stuff, getting like a ton of money right now. Um, what do y'all think? So Victor Hovland came in
0: even, uh, finished 19 overall, 19 on the big board.
1: Now uh, you want you want to ask you want to ask Nick about the live time? <laughs> you were interested in that.
0: So yeah, to kind of piggyback into this same topic. James and I were talking about it ahead of time and. Hopping into the Twitter sphere, watching kind of the videos of some of these guys as the news broke. Half of not half, but there was a good chunk of them that were in the middle of filming for full swing season two with news. I'm
3: so excited for to see what happens with that.
0: Oh, I am too. But my point to James was how strategic was the release of this? Like, has this been done for months? And they're like, we're just not going to sign it and release the data until we're being strategic about it
3: hmm. as far as when we can capitalize on it the most. I mean, the, the hard part is there's still not much information out about it. Sure. Um, like, it, there's so much in the air. There's so much potential for what-ifs, right? And, right. like, I mean, Wesley Bryan was going crazy on uh, on Twitter, like, flaming the PGA Association. I think John Rahm... Was very vocal about the fact that he felt like betrayed and was very upset. Um, like I, I think the only person that wasn't like upset about it was Rory and Rory's like they can't be here. They need to go away. <laughs> like I can't stand them. Go away. That they don't deserve to be here. And I'm like, dog, deal with it.
1: Rory Roy acting like one of them girls. I forget the girl's name on Mean Girls. She's like, you can't sit with us. You know, it's like Brooks and them pulling up. They're like, yo, we sitting at the table now with Big Bag and the clubs.
0: I'm looking forward to the drama. My wife watches like Vanderpump Rules and all these trash TV shows. This full swing is going to be mine. I want Brooks to pull up, pull that horseshoe out of his mouth, and just throw it down on Rory's shoes.
3: Say, what's up? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I wish. That'd be great. Yank Maybe maybe, we'll maybe
1: Patrick T will th- Patrick Reed will throw like a golf tee at R- at Oh <laughs> like, uh, yeah,
3: and then yeah. and then Roy's gonna threaten to take him to court for harassing him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Spencer now, Nick, Spencer commented saying Gretchen. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Gretchen meters. Of course, poor Spencer knew who it was.
1: Now, Nick, hey man, I wanted to ask. So I talked about this also with Kyle. So of course, after day one, you know there was a you know. Course record breaking or record setting days with Xander and Ricky both being eight under after round one. Now, of course, I'm pretty sure you are going to say some of it is pin placement, but also answer me, yo, know, what else could have been? Why, after day one, where it looked like it was going to be an easy course, day two, three, and four, you know, Wyndham only won with 10 under, you know, and I would have, if you'd have told me the guy won with 10 under, I would have thought it'd been Ricky or Xander after their huge day. So what else contributed to everyone, like, just – I won't say struggling, but making L.A. Country Club a tougher course day two, three, and four?
3: So I believe – don't quote me on this. I believe they don't water the course throughout the weekend. (laughs) So, Uh, like, the course just gets harder and just tougher. So, like, your greens, the greens going to be laying down more. The green surface is just going to be tougher. So it's going to bounce more rather than sit and stick. Now, the pin placements on Saturday are usually the hardest. Um, Saturday is kind of your moving point. And if you can stick it, you're good. But if you're off, you're off. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think one thing that kind of got in the head of Ricky is Ricky hasn't closed in a long time, and neither is Xander. Um, like, those guys, those guys are good out the gates. And I'll, I'll throw Jordan Spieth in there, too. Jordan Spieth's really, really good out the gates, usually. Um, and then they kind of, they either are on for the rest of the weekend, or they just, they they puke all over themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no in between. I think Rick, we saw that with Ricky and Xander. Um, I think the course conditions kind of got to him. Those pin placements got to him. And if you weren't perfect on your placement specifically off, I mean, off the tee box, if you were in rough, you were hitting out of six inches of rough and it's Bermuda rough. So it's super thick and it's super sticky. So it just takes your club. There's no chance. Like, I mean, Ricky, I want to say on 18, um, he, no, it wasn't 18. It was one of the last par fours. They try to drive the corner because it's a shorter hole. I think it is 18. Um, But if you're in that rough, you can't go for the green because of the pin placements. Like you have to lay up, like you have a 130 yard shot, but there's no chance you can get it to the green. Or if you do get on the green, it's going to jump off and then you're in some more fescue. So it's just a mess. Right. But no, I think the reason for it is because they don't water it. Um, They keep everything really, really dry as much as they can. Um, Specifically those greens so that they just are basically like hitting off a tile. Um, And they're also the grain starting to lay down. It's going to be drier. So it's not going to be as, I mean, it's following the sun, but it's it's the course just gets really tough when you don't water it it just gets harder and harder and harder it's like playing on concrete um and for those guys if you're not putting it exactly you are supposed to like i mean the, those long part threes we we're talking about those 270 they were playing them 40 50 yards short and letting them run right mm-hmm. so and that that short 80 yard one i think i saw scotty just threw it straight up in the sky to get it to stop so it, it's 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 course conditions just get tougher throughout the weekend Okay. Um, especially with those pin placements so getting rough, Thursday's always pretty easy. Your Friday pins are, and eh, Saturday's really tough, and Sunday pins are like a mix of Saturday and Thursday. Okay.
0: Do you know was that a multi-year deal? How many U.S. Opens or majors are we gonna see here going forward?
3: At L.A. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that question. That's a okay. good question. Um, I. But also another thing about L.A. Country Club and like U.S.G.A. They only release like thirty thousand tickets. Yeah, yeah you know what what's I, I, did, I did i did like if you watch the guys that were around 18 like they let the people come in on 18 to like watch the putts they were running across the bunkers they were kind of it was kind of reckless in my opinion um and which i don't mind the like the fans running on i think it's cool it kind of old-fashioned they used to do it when, when i was a little bit younger um like when tiger was kind of running the place like early 2000s um but like there was only i want to say 32,000 and i want to say 9,000 of those was released to like gosh i'm trying to think of what that was but it was just a really small venue and it was usga's fault like they just didn't release it so there was like no one at the event it was really really odd
1: what it is about that la area i don't even remember the na- uh, the college football national championship game like even around SoFi, you couldn't tailgate and i'm like duh yeah. oh man like <laughs> how you going to tell a bunch of College kids, no man on the tailgate drinking. Like, so I'm with you. I I don't know. Like, uh, we'll probably want to see the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club. I don't think
3: days. it'll be back at L.A. Um, yeah, like if it was my opinion, I doubt they'll put it there because there was a lot of backlash. Like with just the what the USGA did. Also, it's just the outrageous rules of L.A. Country Club. Like, it's hard for these guys to get good data on what this course is, um, which I think to an extent is cool. Because it makes it tougher on the guys and you're gonna see right. higher scores. Like, I mean, you take a look at Max Homa and J T. They were on Twitter all day Sunday. They were both hammered on some sure. of the <laughs> which I yeah. thought that was awesome. Um, but like J T puked up an eighty one on the second day, freaking shot eleven over. Yeah, it's eleven over. And I mean, I think Max Homa missed it by a mile too, but I mean It's just hard for you to be – I think they're just off right now, but it's hard for you to get good data on what the golf course is going to be like. If you can't – Like you have to watch YouTube to to get data on a golf course. That's mind-blowing to me. So we'll see what happens in the future with them. Um, I don't think we see a future with LA Country Club just because of their outrageous rules. Um, I might be wrong. I might be right. We'll see. So, Homa shot four over. and 15 shot like 15 over. Yeah, 14. (laughs) I feel like I might be able to keep keep pace with that. Dang. Vomited on himself.
0: All right. Uh, Next weekend, we got Travelers.
3: Yes, Travelers Championship. I like
1: Travelers, man.
3: Traveler's is always a big event. It's one of those bigger invitationals.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, what course is it at? I can't think of the name. TPC River Highlands. Gotcha, yeah. TPC always hosts good events. TPC courses are beautiful.
1: They are.
3: Um, I think Sleeper Pig, Rory's going to win it. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't say that with pride, but Rory's going to win it. <laughs> Rory's hot right now. Rory's been playing well. Um, if Rory's at the event, I can't tell you if he's going or not. But if Rory's at the event, he's he's winning it. We all um, got.
1: no, I know, I know. Matter of fact, Ed, Nick, I wanted to ask you matter of fact, because I, I think Wyndham Clark knew. Um, I think he knew the moment when um, Rory had bogeyed that par five that he knew he had like a three-stroke lead. And I was like, man, this is over because how the course had been playing. I was like, man, you got a three-stroke lead on four more holes, you'd be good. But I think once Wyndham heard, and he might have heard from someone, I felt like he got so nervous after that. I think it was back to back bogeys. It's hard and not it, to.
0: Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> he knows, not
1: to. like, roar. Like, damn, like, how you go from a three stroke lead and then you, like, you know, you get all nervous. Now yeah, you're mean. only one stroke. And then, but he, he, he showed up on the 18th, and I was like.
3: That lag putt was clutch. Yeah. Um, it's really hard. It's really, really hard for me in a competitive level. I mean, I I've had, I've, I've, I've had rounds when I was competing where I'd be three under through 12 and be leading the tournament just on day one. And then I'd be like, dude, I could go low. I could I could be getting there. I could be going. Scotty's a good pick, too, Spencer. I see that. That is a good pick.
1: Hey, Nick, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. That that kind of happened with me um, on Memorial Day. We did that 3v3 three three yeah, scramble. Yeah. Like, we had a one-stroke lead on the 18th hole, and I just decided, F it, we're going to double bogey this month. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not Toulouse,
3: like, no, but I mean, no. it, it's hard to keep keep your composure because you're out there and you see, like, I've got the lead here. I can keep this. But you're also like, I don't want to screw this up. And you start hearing those negative thoughts in your head kind of going back and forth. It gets really rough. Um, like I said, I've been 300 through 12 in big tournaments and then vomit all over myself and end up like three over um, on that back nine. Like, it's just, it, it's hard to keep your composure because the game more or less than playing against other people you're playing against yourself because everyone that's on that golf course has the potential to win it's just whether or not you're going to be you're going to be able to kind of keep your screws in and buckle down and get get to it right and i think that's with a lot of sports like if you i mean brayden you can probably attest to this like when you're out there and you're hitting there's no one that can touch you but when you start getting in your head like hey i missed a few here missed a few there it gets rough and especially when you're at a high level like say for me i had to qualify to get into my tournaments right so, like, I could be qualifying really well. I could be playing really well, and the instant I touch the course, like, when I actually make it to the tournament, it's just all hell breaks loose. Everything starts going around. I, st- I start slicing it off the tee box or whatever, right? Putts aren't falling. And that's just – that's part of the game is it's so mental. It's it's so much against yourself rather than against another person. Like, I wouldn't even say the reason why Wyndham ended up only winning by one stroke was because Rory was there. It's, it's simply because he's like, I don't want to screw this up. And he ends up screwing it up, just yeah, not had good. enough.
1: Yeah, no, that's how I feel. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was actually, I think it was before Memorial Day. I think I shot best shot, like I, I, shot an eighty-eight. Probably could have shot an eighty-four, depending on the greens and regulation. And then ever since the three-on-three turn, yo, I've been, I've been horrible. I've been slicing it. I, I can't even hit. I can't even hit right now, man. I'm in a funk. <laughs> I got that you mental block. Like, don't mess it up. Not nah, gonna mess it. Up. <clears throat>
3: No, it happens for sure. Driver, Driver's is the first thing that goes wayward on me. Um, but like recently I've kind of been playing better. Um, but I mean, my last few rounds, my highest round was around like even, but I mean, I would had multiple times throughout like those rounds, like my most recent round, I played with some buddies of mine that I used to work with. I was, I think I shot like even or one over on the front and I was pissed because I was like, I could be playing so much better. And I started the back nine, birdie, birdie, birdie. And I was like, all right, let's go. And I ended up kind of staying around there. I think I shot two under on the back, ended up with like one or two under. But I mean, like I, I I know I have the mentality to go out there and just go stick it and make some putts. but it's whether or not I can get in that groove and like stay there, which is why I think Wyndham ended up winning it because he was the one guy that kind of stayed there and stayed in that groove and was like, I got this. I can do this. Now those those last few bogeys on those last few holes. He's in the back of his head. Like, don't screw this up, dude. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. And he ended up, Tightening those screws back up and it ended up clutching.
1: Yeah. When I told my wife who won, she thought, she thought I missed like pronounced the dude's name. And I was like, no, the dude's name is Wyndham Clark. And she was like, is it, is it Clark? When I'm like, babe, trust me, this is not, this is not, you know, Yao Ming, you know, where technically his name is Ming Yao or whatever. And yeah, like, and I was telling my wife, like, dude, and she was like, why would they name him Wyndham? And I was like, babe, I don't want to get, I don't want to get any stereotypical on why people name their kids certain ways but the dude's name is Wyndham, and he he gonna win 3.6 mil like
3: right yeah now. 3.6 mil yeah it's a big purse um I mean he just jumped on the scene with that most recent win and then went in here so I think we're gonna see more of him if he continues to stay on this high or if it's just kind of a spike in his career and then he kind of falls off like we've seen some other people um Jason Duffner I'll kind of throw in there like his only win is a PGA championship Jason Duffner kind of did this <laughs> Right. So he'd get top five and then he'd get miscut. cut. Then he'd get top 10, and then he'd miss a cut. And then he won the PGA championship and then he'd miss the next cut. Like, that's just how some guys are. And that's where you really see like, who's going to stick around? Like, your Scotty Scheffler, your John Rom, your Rory. Rory's been on the scene forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rory's not the same Rory was when he was in early 20 teens, which is why I don't think he clutched up this week because he doesn't have the same mentality as he did when he was world number one and killing everyone. nice
0: well if i have a pick to win it i'm not gonna do a pick to win it i'm gonna do a pick to finish third and i think it's scotty again
1: Let's finish third <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, there you go that's awesome
1: yeah. there you go
0: <laughs> there's my bet. third place finisher at the travelers will be scotty shuffler you heard it here
3: <laughs> spencer's spencer doesn't agree with you but that's okay um, that's fun. Spencer, any kid named Wyndham was destined to be a good golfer or like a bomb like horse horse rider or like horse rider like
1: tennis player or something preppy. You you know, we need, we need, like a gunner, you know, like as a golfer. when he's someone like Gunner, just Gunner Smith, and it's like
3: Hey Gordon like... Sargent is a dope name.
1: That's he got dope. low M at the US Open this
3: week. Kid can bomb. He's so tiny. He probably is like built like me, but like six inches shorter. The only reason I am like somewhat of a decent weight is because of the fact I'm 6'4. Like this kid yeah, is like tall, every bit of like 5'8, like 150 pounds. And guy easily touches 190, 195 ball speed with with driver. And it's like it's effortless. It's so beautiful. Another guy like that's Minwui. Minwuli had the longest drive on the weekend. 407, dude. Yeah, dang. His his average driver distance for the weekend was 334 for the first two first three days, and then Sunday he's like, I'm just gonna turn it up a little bit.
1: Got 345 out of out of the week. Like, now, Nick, I, I know, I know. This is a side uh, coming off the side because I know earlier in golf, I think it was before 80 started, or maybe just when we had just started. You know, they talked about doing rolling back the balls. I know, I don't no, agree. I don't you agree with rolling that? back with balls. Do you think, like, ins- like, would you instead just keep making the par fours longer? Like, for example, like, 530 yards like it was at L.A. Country Club? Or where are we going?
3: The rollback ball thing is so stupid. Oh, yeah. So stupid. Technology okay. technology's going to advance. They used to play with rubber balls, like rubber band balls. Like... An old blotta, which is an old, old golf ball. You literally, if you were to blade that that golf ball, which means you take your wedge, you hit the center of the golf ball, it literally put a smiley face in the ball. Like you'd rip through it. (laughs) And now that they've made this composite in these different plastics that are able to be harder, they can make them faster. They can make, keep them soft where they feel good off the club face. And that's just how technology is going to be. These drivers are going to get quicker because new technology is going to be discovered. These AIs are developing faster faces. Um, like all this technology is just advancing and that's how the sport goes, right? Yeah. The whole ball rollback is so dumb. Because the guys, the thing is, is if you look at today's era of golfers and you take a look at 10 years behind, the golfers that are in the sport today are better athletes. They are athletes, right? They're training to get this speed. They're 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 working out more often. Like the guys that used to play, but minus Tiger were bumps on a log that could hit a golf ball very pretty decent, right? Like they were just average Joe people. Like you go on the weekend, yeah, I'm just chilling at my house. Now these guys are grinding. You take a look like JT and Scotty Scheffler are both very like open about their workout schedules. Dude, these guys are grinding. And they're not John Daly never worked out a day in his life 350. What did you say, Kyle? I I said John John Daly never worked out a day in his life. No, he drank beer instead. Yeah. But like these guys like they're not power lifters. They're, they're they're learning how to train their muscles to activate faster and they're able to keep them sustainable, right? I mean, obviously, you have some times where they start to get a little bit faulty. Will Zalatoris is out for the year with that surgery that he had. Tiger Woods is beat, but, obviously, but if you look at him and his build, he was more of a lifter rather than an endurance guy, right? I mean, the guy was built like a wall when he was at his prime. I mean, he's a big he dude. Um, I mean, like you've, you've even seen uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who really gained like 60 pounds And just to gain speed, he's brought that back because he realized it wasn't a healthy thing. But still, he's carrying driver 340, 350. Like, the technology and the people that are in the game are going to continue to escalate and escalate and escalate, becoming better athletes. What they need to do instead of trying to revert technology, which blows, it's so stupid, make the fairways smaller. Make the rough thicker. Make the (laughs) fairways thinner so that if you rip it 380, you're in 40 foot or if you're in six inches of rough, but if you dink one up the middle, maybe 310, 320, you're in the fairway. Yeah, you're hitting 7-iron and not pitching the wedge, but could you be hitting the green instead of laying up? Absolutely.
2: Yeah,
3: I, I think that, like, the technology is going to continue to get quicker. That's just how it's going to go. With every sport, technology gets better. You look at, like, the aerodynamics in F1. Like, it's getting better and better. They're doing new testing. They're building new bodies. You take a look at, like, tennis. Like, the the, the materials they're using to make the rackets are getting lighter. The strings are getting tighter. Like, basketball shoes are starting to be create better grip. Like there's so many different things we could talk about here and they're not mm-hmm. slowing those down like hey, let's make you play in converse again when you play in the NBA finals. Like what? No. Guys are yeah. 6869. They're going to fall out of these shoes, right? They're going to rip. Like that's not how like that's not how sports go. Why why is golf trying to bring it back? Like that's that just doesn't make sense to me. No. Make make the courses a little bit tougher, make the rough a little bit thicker, make the bunkers a little bit deeper. These guys are not going to be going for it unless they are deadly with driver. And most of these guys, these really long guys, aren't that great with driver. Like you take a look at your Bryson. Bryson runs his mouth. He says the Masters is a par of sixty-seven, misses the cut two years in a row after he that, which is hilarious. But he's the longest guy on tour, right? But he sprays it all over the yard. When you start adding speed, you start getting over that like one eighty-five. That spin starts to go away, and your accuracy just goes out the window. Your misses start getting big, and that's the thing they're seeing. Like, there's no point in rolling back the golf ball back. These guys are starting to see the limit of the current technology. They can't play much faster than what you're seeing now, which is why these cute, super big long hitters are not winning right now. Bryson DeChambeau's not winning. Rory McIlroy won recently, but he's kind of either winning or around there, right? Mm-hmm. Scotty Schelfer's pretty long off the tee. He's getting there. Minbu Lee was really good at the players that was last that weekend. He's one of the longer guys off tour, kind of fell apart. He started spraying it. I mean, I could even throw Ricky in there. Ricky was averaging around 174, 177 ball speed with driver, which is pretty freaking fast. But you look at the first two days, he's hitting the center of the fairway. The last two days, he is not hitting the center of the fairway, right? He had 22 birdies on the first two holes or first two rounds, right? But then this, like the last two, I think he had three. Or something like – I might be quoting that wrong. But, like, the thing is, is if these drivers aren't perfect with how much speed they're producing, the missing go so far left or right. And that's what they're starting to see. If they make these fairways a little bit tighter, make the rough a little bit thicker, the scores are going to start to drop. It's not a golf ball thing. It's a golf course thing. Nate, you got all
0: the science – no, you got all the science behind it. I wish I knew – baseball as well as nick knows golf
3: <laughs> i'm a nerd dude i'm a nerd Just
0: knowledgeable knowledgeable well gentlemen uh we've covered our docket for the night anybody uh have anything else to add mr west Ray. no
1: i am i am good i'm good I'll, i guess i'll say today uh wild west best went two and one in sports betting of course baseball i am a six simple out type of guy so it's real quick and out but um, I'd say I, I've been slacking a bit on the week. Usually, I don't try to post on the weekends because you know, we you know this is we want this to be our day job soon. But right now, I mean, we got other things importantly. But I would say, hey man, just keep up, you know, with AD on the shorts and on the videos. Of course, keep up with us on all you know new stuff coming around with baseball, football, and basketball. We got NFL and college football coming around the corner soon. I know some of you guys will be happy about that. Yeah, we, we are Jones and.
3: Let's check out these comments real quick. I don't know how to say that, but it says, "Man, we need Nick at the Rockets." <laughs> dude,
1: yeah, <laughs> dude. I, I didn't know you were six four. Like, of course, I've never seen you, but you said I'm six four, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I suck. Do you I'm so bad? I'm the only six four human being that
3: cannot dunk. I can grab rim and get my wrist over, but there's no chance ball goes on the rim. Also,
1: if you like, I I am built to play basketball. Like, I am not good at basketball. <laughs> Oh, man. I was about to say, man, I'm about to have Nick on my pickup team. I'm having my big boy Chance being my pick and roll and Nick just getting boards and ball. I can, I can play, play defense. Work. I can play defense, but if you need me to put it up,
3: I can't. I can't.
1: <laughs> I can't.
3: Give me a little bit. Let me get the jumper back. Braden, Braden knows junior high. Junior high, Nick could, could shoot a little, but that was about it. <laughs> I was a small fry back in the day. I was a little bitty kid. I was probably like every bit of 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, in like eighth, ninth grade. All I did was sit outside the three and just that is true. Yeah. Yeah. take the ball. I'll take the ball. I'll take the ball. And then I'd sit in the corner. I'd throw it up. It'd go in. I'd go sit in the corner again. Now, I can't shoot outside of three feet, but I'll I, I, I'll bet I get boards. <laughs> it's the Kyle um, Korver metric. Sit in the corner and let him forget about you. Right. <laughs> um, if y'all have not checked out the uh, most recent Duck Cooks episode, we did a What's in the Bag to kind of bring up that oh. sponsorship. Um, if we hadn't mentioned that earlier, um, in this, in the, uh, the early part of the live, um, it's a good video, um uh, shout out to Braden for helping me do that. Um, but yeah, it talks about kind of what's my bag and what I've got in there.
1: That's all I've got. you I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to one-up you on that. What's in my bag with my top flight. <laughs> i in there. Yo, this is my top flight gamer ass. <laughs> Hey, matter of fact, shout-out to Ricky. Holy crap, man. First dugout a confession. Yeah, the dugout confession 100 fine. Great video. Great video. That's a cool too. setup, too. Really good video. All right,
3: Brian
0: I ain't
2: got Go nothing else. I got nothing else, man. I uh, the only happens. thing, I do want to add one quick thing. One, one, ahead, one quick Braden. thing. If, if, uh, if y'all out there aren't watching the College World Series, tune in and watch the College World Series. Every game's been good, and... It's gonna be exciting to see how who comes out on top. That, that's all I got. A little quick thing before we jump off. Who you got, Braden? Who's your winner? Uh I have Wake Forest Florida, to be honest, in the final. The Wake Forest is tied right now with LSU in the eighth inning, but I got I got I got Wake Forest Florida. All right, but we'll see how it goes. Um
0: I had L S U going the whole way. We'll see. This is the battle of it between me and Braden,
2: I guess. Paul screens. James, We're asking, Paul We need the odds. Need the odds? Oh man. Yeah, we got uh, we got comments asking for the odds.
1: Man, hey, I know. <laughs> I don't have the odds right now, but hey, Brain, I will say after this, maybe hey, I'll I'll tune in now because once we slim it down, yeah, it'd be fun to start betting some of this college baseball.
0: We have to do it quick. Yeah,
1: right.
0: Coming to an end. Well, all right, boys. Uh, like Mr. West had said, stay in touch with the Ad- Athletically Declined Network with all the content coming out. Follow us on socials. Wild West Bets has stuff coming out on the reg. Duck Hooks has a new episode out. Uh, it's baseball season for me and Brayton, so there will be content coming out on the reg as well. Um, you got the Travelers Championship this weekend. We're in the heart of baseball season. NBA draft is next week. There's a lot going on in the sports world. So, mm-hmm. Everybody pay attention. Thanks for joining us. Later.